welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Ollie. And I'm Liam. And for those of you that don't know, or perhaps if you've got any new listeners, each episode and each week we take a topic that we know very little about, or we might know a little bit about, um, and we give ourselves a week to read and research all about it. The idea being that we do the hard work and then we share what we feel are the most important pieces of information with our listeners. Exactly. And just so everybody knows, we are not experts in anything that we talk about. This is just a summary of our findings. Hopefully, by sharing some knowledge with you, we can all learn a little bit more about a whole lot of things. Yeah, exactly. So let's get on with this week's topic, Ollie, which is... The Hell's Angels! Liam, so this week's topic is the Hell's Angels. Let's pick up where we always do every week and tell the listeners what we thought we knew about this topic before we got into the reading and research. And what did you know about it? Um, they ride motorbikes. They ride Harleys. They wear a vest. They all are tattooed. <laughs> They've all got beards. <laughs> Um, they make a lot of noise (laughs) they've got they have their own bar like they have a club bar don't they or something like that where they all hang out Um, I don't don't know not a lot you know what I've seen in films or on the telly but I I couldn't tell you anything more than that what about you so yeah that's that's what you you thought you knew and it's it turns out that not all of them have tattoos and all of them have uh, beards but yeah fair number do I I maybe didn't realize like what they do as a club i i don't know why i uh yeah i I thought maybe they were just a group of people that would ride their motorbikes around but it turns out there's a little bit more to it than that isn't there yeah and before we get too far in i think we should say this was actually someone's topic suggestion ages ago yes uh ages ago and we're going to do it in a couple of weeks we're going to do our next listener choice episode so just keep an eye on instagram um but someone and i can't remember who so apologies if it was you someone suggested this and this ended up in the vote at one point um and we thought it was a good one and we've we've saved it ever since and we've got around to doing it this week yeah yeah but it turns out yeah i knew very little about it and maybe a slight disclaimer here um we don't mean to cause any trouble with what we're talking about here if, uh, if, if anyone from the hell's angels listening <laughs> what is the chance of that what is the chance they're listening as they're steaming down like route 66 or something <laughs> imagine that that'd be cool though okay so i think we should probably explain what it is then shouldn't we and and i think we need to go backwards just slightly so they're not actually called the hell's angels they're called no. the hell's angels motorcycle club that's it that's it. They, which is which is nuts and they're they're basically a, a club a group of typically guys who ride Harley Davidson's around yeah yeah that's right and they they get a pretty rough reputation about what it is that they they do as a club and they'll often say that while many members have been convicted of serious crimes within their club the actual club has a strict code that they must follow and they they don't want to be associated with with any criminal activities themselves. So they very much don't think of themselves as a criminal organization. They just think of themselves as a brotherhood that enjoys the freedom of the open road, riding their motorbikes around, but 
police and law enforcement look at them in a slightly different way, don't they? Yeah, and I, I do think they've been convicted of lots of things in the past. Uh, maybe not so much nowadays, but uh, yeah, certainly. I, I, you know, no smoke without fire. I, I, I don't know. Um, but... <laughs> so, so, so some of the things that we're talking about today is we'll get on to saying that they they are a secretive organisation, but there are some people who've come out of the organisation who have then been able to to spill the beans and share some more of this information. Yeah. Okay. So first let's just get into how, how big they are. You know, this, you, you know, not everybody, I don't suppose, but loads of people must've heard of the Hells Angels. It's because they are in five continents. So, you know, nearly all of them, they're in 59 countries, 86 areas within the countries. They've got 467, they call them charters. So like a, like a, an individual group um, of Hells Angels, I guess, of these motorcycle enthusiasts, 467 of them. And around the world, numbers of actual members is quite sketchy because, you know, nobody really talks too much about it, but it's certainly over 3,000, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a a decent size club, isn't it? Not gang, a decent size club that's spread all throughout the world. And if we take it right back, we can maybe just talk a little bit about how they even came into existence themselves. Yeah. So, okay. so the club started in 1948 and it was just after the Second World War. And there were a load of veterans, a load of people who'd been in, in the Second World War, who had sort of come together like this, this band of brothers and had this um, camaraderie. And there were loads of surplus motorbikes that were left over from the war and they decided that they would just club together ride on these bikes and form a bit of a club and just be all together didn't they yeah yeah exactly they they sort of you know they've come out of the war everything is very regimented there's lots of rules but also like you said they're this brotherhood of of soldiers that have been through this horrific thing together and it you know i guess sort of not necessarily trying to replicate it, but certainly trying to be in a sort of similar way. Um, And yeah, there's lots of Harley Davidsons floating around because they were used in the military. So sort of the two things formed together, didn't they? In about 1948. Yeah. And it was that the, the bikes were quite easy to maintain as well, weren't they? So they could just like come together, they could enjoy the open road and ride around. And so it actually originated the Hells Angels Motorcycle Club on the 17th of March in 1948 in a little place called Fontana, California. And the reason why the Hells Angels started is after the war. So that was a couple of years before that. There were all these separate motorcycle clubs, but they then agreed to merge and form yeah. what we now know as the Hells Angels. And it's interesting how they got their name in the first place as well, isn't it? Yeah, there, there were um, numerous bombers you know, fighter squadron jets and, you know, they, they, lots of them were called Hell's Angels and they basically took that name, didn't they? They took the inspiration from that. Um, uh, it's funny though, because Hell's Angels, if you look at it, it's missing an apostrophe. According to who it's missing an apostrophe? <laughs> well, according to England language, <laughs> uh, you know, if you want to ask an English teacher in my school, they tell me that there needs to be an apostrophe as in, Hell apostrophe S, as in the angels of hell. But 
the the Hells Angels website, which it, you know is a bit secretive. It's all a bit. It doesn't really answer everything, but it does say um, it has got a little FAQ, doesn't it? Little um, thingy. And one of them says there's an missing apostrophe in Hells Angels, to which they say, "Yes, we know there is an apostrophe missing, but it is you who miss it. We don't." Yes. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I wonder if it was an oversight at all. I wonder if, if if they then just had to come with that afterwards. Who knows? I'm not arguing with them. I'm not questioning it. But uh, who, who so, knows? But in, in terms of the name Hell's Angels and that bomber squadrons, they were the ones who were maybe the most risky or they were the ones who were sent in to do some of the more demanding um, missions within the Second World War. And so that's why sort of like picking that name those groups of people just being together was was part of the reason why they went with that. Yeah, um, and then you know the, the, these um, groups were springing up all over all over the um, state of California. 1957, one sprung up in Oakland, and that was um, important because a guy called Sonny Barger was the leader of of the Oakland Charter or Oakland Chapter, and he eventually became the leader of the Hell's Angels, didn't he? he um, yeah. He was eventually. He actually died last week, I think, didn't he? That's right. Yeah, it was announced. It was two weeks ago, probably, when this comes out. But yeah, end of June, he actually died. Um, So, Liam, they then started to spread, didn't they? So they've started off in in California. They've been in Fontana. They've now gone over to Oakland. Where do you reckon they then went to next? What What would you guess? This is good. This this could have been a takeaway, couldn't it? So, 1961, right? They finally got out of California. There's more groups forming, okay? So like you said, they're in California. You know, your guess has got to be like, I don't know, what's next to California? Texas or, or Phoenix or, U- I don't know, Utah. I don't, I don't know the states that are quite... Anyway, you'd think it would be those, wouldn't you? And uh, it's not, is it? They actually went to a different country, but they didn't just go to any other country. It's not like they went to Mexico or Canada or something like sort of nearby. They they actually ended up... the, the So the first chapter of the hell's angels outside of california was in new zealand <laughs> yeah <laughs> what it doesn't seem like a natural choice does it that it would end up going there but no it that's on their official website that's where they're saying um where they ended up going to next and then a few years down the line in 1969 they then branched out over into europe and they started their their chapters in london or oh, i think it was actually oxford but started there they're European chapters. Yeah, they're everywhere now, aren't they? You know, South America, South Africa, Europe, Eastern Europe, Australia. Um, yeah, they're, they're everywhere, basically. So, you know, listening to this then, maybe I'm thinking I'm quite into my motorbikes and I quite like the idea of joining a brotherhood. Maybe I want to join the Hells Angels. <laughs> yes. What's the, uh, how do we become one? The first rule of trying to become one is that you don't ask. So they've even got this quoted, haven't they? On their website, on, on the official web website, it says, if you have to ask, you probably will not understand the answer. As in, don't even bother asking us. Don't, don't ever ask to become a Hells Angels. There's a, a strict process that you have to follow and you can only get in by almost like rewarding loyalty. It's probably the best way yeah. of saying it, isn't it? Yeah, they, um, they say on there, um, if, if you do want to join, you should speak to somebody in, in your local charter or your local chapter, like the, the group in your area. But if you don't know, if you have to ask where your nearest charter or chapter is, you're definitely not ready to join. <laughs> you don't even know where it is. 
yeah, completely. Oh, and that there, there are a couple of like minimum requirements that you've got to have. So you need a valid driving license and a motorcycle that's over 750 cc. Uh, and it also and says the, the right personal qualities, whatever they might be, which we can sort of get onto now. So they they've got a couple of different stages, haven't they? They've they've got where this this whole thing where you're saying about if you have to ask where your local local chapter is or charter is to 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 join, you've not gone about it the right way. It all comes about of trying to buddy up with someone and knowing somebody who's part of the motorcycle club, not a gang, part of the motorcycle club, and yeah. it says that you need to have been acquainted with somebody for five years before you can then become what they then term as an official friend. And then you then end up, once you've got some approval, you then be known as someone called a hang around. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah, you become a hang around, which is basically exactly what it sounds like. You just sort of hang around the group and you might, uh, you know, get a feel for the group. They get a feel for you. You're probably, cleaning up the clubhouse you're probably sorting out the beers and the trash and uh you know i don't getting stuff running errands cleaning bikes that sort of thing i don't want to say slave but certainly a dog's body i reckon yeah um and you try yeah like you try, you're trying to earn loyalty just like like happens in loads of different clubs i'd imagine all around the place not just motorcycle clubs yeah definitely um, they're, they're just trying to make sure that you're like a sound person aren't they that you're like one of the crew that they can rely on you. And so you can be a hang around for a long time. So you've already had to be associated with someone for five years. You can be a hang around for a few more years and then you get to a next step, someone called a prospect. And then again, yeah. you're, you're then a prospect. You've got one more rung up the ladder and you're then looking to have a, a unanimous vote from, from your local chapter to then say that you can then be part of the club, aren't you? Yeah, so a prospect like this, this sort of second step or third step, um, it's actually quite a big deal because you're going to get your foot. It's called a rocker. So I think something that we, well, I guess we've sort of passed over. They all wear like that distinctive vest, don't they? They all wear it with Hell's Angels on the back. They've got the logo, which is called the Dead Head, which is that sort of skull with like a wing coming off the back of it. Underneath the logo, it typically says, you know, where you're from, London, England, or whatever, like where the, the, the group is. They're called rockers. The bit at the top that says Hells Angels, the bit at the bottom that says London, England would be called a rocker. When you're a prospect, you start by getting the bottom one. So you start, they give you your vest, and you get the bottom bit that says London, England. And then, yeah, then you're going to get, you, you spend a little bit of time like that, and eventually, like you said, you're going to get a vote, and they're going to decide, right, you're now a, it's a group called Fully Patched. Yes. And then you get your top rocker and you get your logo. Yeah. Yeah, which is quite cool. So you could almost like identify if you were to see see a, a group of Hells Angels out and about now, you can maybe just have a bit a better idea about some of the hierarchy with the group if you were to get close enough to actually see what their their rockers are. Yes. Yeah, so if they didn't have any, but they were clearly riding, you know, they, they might well be a hang around or an associate. Um if you know, if they've only got this bottom bit, you know, they they're coming past you. So it's London, England, nothing else. You're like, oh, this guy's this guy's a prospect. He's on his way, and then yes. uh, eventually yeah. you become a fully patched member of the group. But um, you know, I think that it takes a long time to become one. Absolutely. One of the things I was reading as well is that don't ever 
pretend to be a Hells Angel member and just go around wearing their clobber because yeah. you can get yourself in some serious trouble there. If you were to be, if you were to get caught up with an official Hells Angels chapter and you're wearing some of their merchandise, you're not actually part of the gang, they won't look on you too favorably, will they? Yeah, apparently. No, it says on their website, no one else but us is allowed to produce, sell or buy items with the words Hell's Angels or our logo on. So, yeah. So if you roll up as like a fan and you've got a Hell's Angels T-shirt on. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what would happen. Well, I don't think you'll come out of there unscathed, basically. I think you might have a little bit of a dust up. Uh, I certainly have out. to. I, I, bet, I bet you come out item. without your T-shirt on. Yeah. But you don't have your t-shirt on afterwards. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, so, so that's like sort of how you would become one. But you know, basically, you just hang around long enough that you become a hang around, and then you you turn into one over many years. Um, but there are certain like people. There are there are certain people that cannot be in the gang, aren't there? Like, yes. Gang in the club, you you just can't get in. Yeah, that's right. And and the whole thing that we keep on saying it's just coming back to that loyalty. And what they want is they want people who they can trust and won't attract attention from police or law enforcement so some of the people who definitely can't be members are people who have either been child molesters rapists or people who have had any serious crimes against them yeah. so they will automatically just draw attention to themselves as well as obviously being horrendous people in the first place for doing those types of things yeah. they, they, yeah. they they will draw some unnecessary attention to them which that isn't what the the club want to have yeah you you also can't be like you, you can't be associated in any way with the police in in any way you can't be an informant you can't have ever tried to apply to become a policeman you know you can't like no law enforcement links whatsoever yeah, yeah it's yeah it's like you were saying you can't even if they were to find out that you even at some point filled out a form to try and be part of the police force or to be part of the prison service, then you would be in big trouble again. They don't want anybody who's had any sort of link or connection with it. And definitely like you were saying, kind of any snitches or rats, because that's, mm-hmm. that's an obvious one where you're not able to stay loyal if you're willing to snitch or stitch yeah. people up. What do they say? Yeah. Snitches get stitches. Yeah, exactly. Um, you can't, can't be a woman. I, they've got the, the women are an integral part of the group, obviously, because there's all these guys hanging around. And they've got all these events and things that they do. Um, but the, the women are not fully patched members. They will be with the with them, and they they might possibly ride with them from time to time. But they they won't um they won't become a, an actual member of the club. No, as a female. Yeah, and I I think as you say, women are a big part of it, sort of in general, like the yeah. services that the women can offer <laughs> careful <laughs> i think uh is part of it as well and then also yeah the you know get, getting girls and then riding on the back of their motorbikes and stuff is all sort of just part of the the look and part of the the club uh atmosphere that yeah. goes on they've also got a, a big like racial divide don't they it's very white very not black um and you know, it's becoming slightly more diverse because as the group moves to into, you know, South South America, for example, there are lots of Latinos, South Americans, you know, not necessarily white guys in the yeah. group. But 
but just to point out like so that there's no ambiguity here and we we don't get in trouble with anybody Sunny Baja, who we were saying was the leader, he categorically states that Hells Angels are not racist. So as an organization, they are not racist. But yeah. a number of their members have views that maybe aren't so welcoming to minority uh, yeah. people. So it's, yeah. yeah, as an organization, they're not, but it could just be some individual members within them um, have, have some views where others might not want to then join. Yeah, so, I mean, there's some rules about the people that can't join, but there are some rules for if you have joined as well, aren't there? So let's say we are none of those, and we have joined, and we have managed to become fully packed. They've got some um, some rules that you have to live by, don't they? Yes, yeah, definitely. One of them, one of the first ones that I saw that kept coming up was around this secrecy and, you know, keeping it everything to ourselves, is around you never talk to the media. So I don't know where that leaves us. I don't know if we'll be able to get a topic expert that's part of the, the Hells Angels. I doubt we will. If anyone's listening who's a member of the Hells Angels and they want yeah. to come on and talk to us, they're more than welcome. Yeah, yeah. Let us know at two guys, one topic. We'll uh, we'll gladly have a chat. Uh, you know, that'd be pretty cool. Anyone knows anyone who is one, let us know. We'll, we'll contact them. Um, yeah, that, that's certainly one of the rules. Other things that they have is that it, you're, you're for, forbidden from joining any other club or gang, which sort of makes sense. So you, yep. you can't go off and join anywhere else. Also, a, one that they have is you're not allowed to use hard drugs. So you can't use like heroin or hard drugs. And they see that as you could be someone who's like compromised as a person and yep. then would then end up leaking information or not being able to stay loyal. So there's there's quite a culture of of drinking and and smoking weed within the Hell's Angels. Um, yep. Weirdly, you're not allowed to smoke weed and and be too drunk at their meets that they have at their annual uh, at their regular meetups that they have, because then again that that can then cause cause trouble further down the line. So there's a lot of these strict rules that they have, and, and one of them is that you do attend all of the meetings that are available. So once you're in, you're fully in, aren't you? Yeah, it becomes, you know, it's, it's, it sort of takes over, doesn't it? It's, it's the, the, the most important thing that you do. I yes. Think. Yeah. It um, then becomes your life type thing. Yeah. They say we do not answer questions about other members as well. Like we said earlier about like not ratting out or anything like that. You know, um, you know, the rule is don't talk to the media board. So don't, don't answer any questions about anybody, even if they're missing apparently. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I did read that one. Yeah. Even if someone's missing. Yeah, just don't say anything. So so in general, so we sort of like talked about a little things about some of the rules and the do's and don'ts and how you get in there, but we've not really talked about what they actually do. So when you're in this club, what is it that you actually do? And one of the things is being a motorcycle club is they actually spend a considerable amount of their time traveling around together as part of a group, don't they? Yeah, just just driving around. <laughs> but there's yeah. there's a chain of command. And in the way that they then organise themselves in some sort of riding formation, don't they? Yeah, they ride like um, um, geese. Is it geese that fly with like the, the the alpha at the front? They ride with you know the, the most senior member of the of the group at the front. That's the president. All the way back, all the way back to the uh, you know to your hang around probably. It's just poodling along on his little motorbike at the back. So what they do yeah. is they, they they say so that the, the president he's at the front he's in the 
arguably the most dangerous position in case, you know, they, they come up against anyone they might not want to face. Then they then have next to them, they've got someone called the road captain. Then on the other side, flanking him is someone called the sergeant of arms. And then you have some of the chapter officers who would then filter on back right through to where, yeah, you were saying, Liam, about having the hanger honours and some of the prospects at the back and some of those people who want to join. Did you call him the sergeant of arms? Yes. Yeah, that sounds like a, yeah, I don't know about that. They ride like, they can ride up to 12,000 miles together every year. That's like a thousand miles a month. Wow. That's a lot of miles a month. And, you know, if you, I guess, you know, I guess something I didn't, I don't know. And we would like, you know, do they go riding every day or is it a weekend thing? I suppose it sort of depends on what jobs they're up to because it sort of becomes your life, doesn't it? And traditionally, like some of the, the people who've left have said that historically, I don't know if it still goes on now, but, you know, maybe there was some drug running and things that used to happen back in the day. So you might be on your bike for a long time doing that. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why. What else they might be doing? Just enjoying the open road as a brotherhood, maybe. Which, which is like, we we searched up like like why join? What do you get out of it? And it's that, isn't it? It's exactly that. It's it's being part of the brotherhood. It's, it's having having these brothers with you. You know, perhaps you don't have them in your in your life, and or perhaps you miss it from from the army or whatever. And it's just that having someone to watch your back the whole time. Yeah, definitely. And on that whole thing, this whole loyalty and brotherhood is the most important thing for them. And I thought it was quite interesting where they're saying that they, when they ride together, if one of them gets pulled over by the police, then they all stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I know arguably could be quite intimidating for the police officer who's decided to pull over one member of Two this motorcycle club. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, all right, officer, you know, how's, how's everything going? And you get 17 yeah. people around you instead, but they, they, they do do some, some good stuff as well. So they, they do participate in charity events and toy drives. And there's, there's been stories of them where I was reading back in 2014, they bought up all of the toys in the local Toys R Us and then gave it to the local hospice around yeah. Christmas time. So they, they do other things as well to try and improve their image, but they, yeah. they often get, get caught out with the with with the bad side yeah there's a quote isn't there what, what's the, that quote that we, we said it to each other earlier now i'm not gonna be able to find it fast enough you know everyone remembers now when we do something good no one remembers when we do something bad no one forgets <laughs> yeah 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 it's like well it's hard isn't it i guess because you know if you were bad in the past and are trying to turn over a new leaf in anything that you do I think that, you know, there's a worry that you just get judged on what happened before. Yeah. And, you know, that's not to, to say that they're suddenly amazing, but if, yes. if they are trying to go legit, it must be pretty hard to do so. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You sort of almost like been tired with the brush. Um, the, the, <laughs> of that situation, but it's, it's one of those things where they're super hard to infiltrate as well. So I, I know you were saying earlier about, you know, how much, crime is still taking place possibly yeah. allegedly yeah potentially how else how else can i lessen that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know a lot of it's sort of drugs isn't it drug production transportation distribution 
um yeah i don't know extortion lots of those sorts of things traditionally they were they were um apparently charged with yeah uh but it's it's super um, hard to infiltrate isn't it and because of this such long like vetting process of getting somebody in and getting them in as part of the club then it's it's super hard to get anybody who in who's in there who then might turn um and then start spilling the beans on the organization in the um in the past they were hired for um uh like security weren't they a lot because of their yes. image there's a, there's a pretty horrific story about they they were doing security at a Rolling Stones gig i, I think it, it, um somewhere in California and then um, somebody in the crowd ended up getting killed by somebody from the Hells Angels apparently um yeah but yeah like you know if you if you've got i think i think probably the idea of the, the security idea was you know if i need some pretty scary looking dudes to to be security why not i just i just hire in the Hells Angels yeah, yeah, it's like people should know where they are and actually listen to them um, and, and see what they do. There's there's some other funny like little facts and trivia about it where when we were talking earlier about their their insignia and their their patch that they've got, the number 81 comes up quite a bit, doesn't it? What's what's all that about? Yeah, it's called a metonym, which is like I then had to Google what that meant. A metonym is like a, a name for something that that just means the same thing. It's like another way of saying the same thing. So 81 stands for the H, 8. H is the eighth letter of the alphabet, and A is the first. So 81 is H-A, which is Hells Angels. So you might see, you know, a patch on their vest says 81. Um, You'll also see one that says MC, and I think we've already mentioned that. It's because it stands for Motorcycle Club. Yes. Quite often. And then there's also one around 1% or something. Oh, yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, they're, they're called... As you, I was reading about them, they're called a one percent club. They are one of the one percent clubs, and uh, this this came about. There was the associate mo- the American Motorcyclist Association made a comment, and they said something like ninety nine percent of all motorcyclists are law abiding citizens, while one percent of them are outlaws. Now, obviously, all these different motorcycle gangs that are around obviously jumped on that, and you know took that almost as a badge of honor. We are the 1%. We are them. So they, they roll around with a 1% badge. And there, there's more than them that, you know, there are, they're called the big four. So you've got the Hells Angels. There's other gangs called the Outlaws, the Banditos. Clubs. clubs. Do I say gangs? Yeah. Okay. Clubs. Sorry. Outlaws, the Banditos <laughs> and the Pagans. There's some pretty big motorcycle gangs. There's another one called the Mongols and the Vagos. Um, but they're all, they're all termed one, they're, they're termed the one percenters. They are yes. like the outlaw motorcycle clubs. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so right. you might see. So you might see a one percent patch, for example, on them. They might have a one percent, and that's sort of what that signifies. No, uh, yeah, that's cool. So, but yeah, so in in sort of summary, with uh, with the Hell's Angels, is that again, it's all coming back to their number one rule is that you always back your brothers. If you're in, you're in for life. It's super yeah. hard for you to to try and get out. Uh, even yeah. though a couple of people have, sometimes they then they then expel people from from the gang if they think that they shouldn't be in it for whatever reason anymore. I've even seen that it was saying you would then have to hand back any of your uh, gear where it had the Hells Angels Motorcycle Club logo on it, and even heard stories of them forcibly removing people's tattoos that they might have. Yeah. 
I'd read this story as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd read that. You know, they've got Hell's Angels as a tattoo and then they've left the group. So they've, uh, yeah, like burnt it off or, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, it's a serious thing. Once you're in, once you've gone through this vetting process, you've had long enough to decide if you want to be there or not. And then the idea is that you're in forever and you're very secretive. You don't tell too many people what it is that you do and you get on with the club and you, you never officially retire from it. Yeah, but I think that's sort of the point of, you know, being this hangaround for so many years. You know, they're checking you out, much like you're checking them out. I think at that point you could probably back away. Uh, but obviously, if, if you don't, then then you don't. You got any, you got a nice little uh, piece of uh, takeaway trivia for us today? Yes, yeah, I do. So my two guys, one topic takeaway this week is actually around the vests and just talking okay. about the... That the uniform, I suppose, might be one word word of saying it. So this is where we're saying when you're a fully fledged member, when you get your fully patched up and you've, you've got your vest, and just saying how sacred this vest is to its members, and they expect that you will protect it completely, like that the vest is super sacred to you. Even as much that if you were to be getting arrested whilst wearing it, they'd expect you to hand it over to another member to look after your vest and take care of it until you get released. Oh, wow. So yeah, yeah, super, super sacred. Not let anybody get your clobber because it's yours and you're, you're part of this club. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Um, How about you? How about you, Liam? What is your two guys, one topic takeaway? Right. Surprisingly, the Hells Angels have actually trademarked their logo. Haven't they? Or copyrighted it. I don't, I never know which way around it is trademarked it or copyrighted it. So that only they can earn any money off of it. And um, Disney actually made a film called Wild Hogs, which is actually pretty funny, by the way. It's about a bunch of guys who become motorcyclists in middle age. But anyway, in it, they they meet some Hells Angels and uh, they've used the Hells Angels logo without the Hells Angels permission. And uh, they actually sued Disney and won uh, to protect their logo. Their lo- you know, it's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, they've sued all kinds of Toys R Us, Amazon, Marvel, Alexander McQueen, you know, they're very protective of their, of the, their yeah. image. That's, um, yeah, somebody have a little bit of foresight there to then copyright it, trademark it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting. I like that. Yeah, good one, mate. Nice. Pretty interesting topic this week, isn't it? One that I think well, yeah. that we've, we've, um, we've managed to get through unscathed. I don't think we've said anything too controversial there. Yeah, hopefully not. Let us know. <laughs> no don't i'd rather not know <laughs> but if you were to meet up with somebody now and talk about the hell's angels do you feel you could hold a conversation liam yeah for sure i could certainly hold a conversation um if it was a hell's angel though would would i want to have said conversation actually i probably would actually probably uh it'd make me look better wouldn't it yeah just just I, don't, I just don't be wearing a t-shirt yeah exactly yeah, I agree with you. I sort of think I could have a, a decent conversation. I thought it was quite interesting how it all started and where the name came from originally. Um, and just quite interesting, some of the whole do's and don'ts that they've got around the whole club, not gang, club that they've got. Yeah, I, I, I mostly think I remember the fact that the second club, you know, when they got out of California, they ended up in New Zealand. Like, yeah, that is a good one, what? isn't it? <laughs> nice. But that sort of brings us to an end of doing the topics where we both agree them for the series and we start entering into our traditional Liam's topic, Ollie's topic, the listener choice topic. 
And I've got no idea, but you're about to tell me now what it is that we're learning next week. And I need to go along with it. There's nothing I can do about it. This is going to be next week's topic. Oh, it's exciting, isn't it? So this came up when I was talking with my boy, who is five. And then I thought, I'm going to go and Google that. And then I thought, back to that. I, I think we did an episode. Was it, was it? I think it was an episode about the Olympics that somebody then messaged us to say they used it to, to um, do their kids' homework or something. Yes, that's right. Was it about the Olympics? I think it was. So I got to thinking, this will be good because other people will be able to help their children with their homework. So next week, our, or this week, we're going to go and learn all about volcanoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nice. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, I figured, um, yeah, I, I, I just, yeah, the, my boy asked me about them and I, I went to Google about them and I was like, oh, I, I reckon I could learn about that instead. So, so we're going to learn all about volcanoes. No idea. What do they do? What's the point of them? Where do they come from? How big are they? <laughs> nice. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. Let's give that a go. I'm looking forward to it. Let's let's get into it. We hope everybody's enjoyed listening to this week's topic all about Hell's Angels. If you've got any questions or you want to, to ask us anything, please get in contact with us at Two Guys One Topic. We love hearing your questions or any of your, your feedback that we have. So yeah, please do that on either Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We'll be back with you next week with Liam's Choice and Volcanoes. So until then, we'll speak with you next Tuesday. Get out there and share some Hell's Angels Motorcycle Club knowledge.